You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. morning, Chicago. Welcome to the Fully Alive radio program and podcast, which is the, the radio program podcast of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. Joining me as co-host this morning is Ray Pingoy. Good morning, Ray. Good morning. Good morning, Don. Good morning, everybody. It's so great to see you on the other side of the other studio. <laughs> We're uh, we're following all precautions and we're in right. separate studios, and all of our guests will be uh, on Zoom this morning, which is um, kind of the way we've been doing it. But uh, I don't know. I really like this new format with the, you know, with our faces being on. Yeah. And so those of you that are listening to us in your car, you can go right into the Archdiocese YouTube page and watch us too. It's so, there forever. Right. <laughs> which is very cool. Very daunting as well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> People are af- afraid to uh, show their face sometimes, right. but that, but not us, right? We are intrepid in that sense. Most of the time, yeah, for me at least. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fix my hair and everything. Yeah, well, you know, you have that incredible hair to do it. It's very, uh, <laughs> very fun. <laughs> so now everyone gets to see it. So there you nice. go. That's nice. It's good to share. All right. So this morning we have a, a, an interesting lineup. Um, first, we're going to talk to our coworker who in the office. Um, our, our respect, she's the Respect Life Archdiocesan Respect Life Coordinator. We're going to talk to her first about a program that she's been working on. I think we spoke to her a couple of months ago about this, but it's coming up very soon. So we're going to talk some more about that. Um, and then we will start a new segment that we are calling Meet Our Interns, yeah. Get to Know Our Interns. So we will be introducing one of our interns to you, second half of the show, and then she'll be talking about some of the projects she's working on. So it should be a fun show. All right, so let's go ahead and introduce our our coworker Blanca Rodriguez. She will be joining us here in just a second. Are you there, Blanca? Hello. How are you? Oh, okay. Well, good afternoon. There it is. Well, good afternoon. It's Blanca. good afternoon because we're pre-recording, but it's really morning for everyone who's listening, right? Right. If they're listening live. That's right. right. Yeah. So um, anyway, welcome, Blanca. Blanca, as I said, is our Archdiocesan Respect Life Coordinator. She does a lot of work with us in all areas of Respect Life Ministry, including Chastity Education and Project Rachel. So since Blanca came to us, one of the projects she's been working on is um, organizing, developing, and getting ready to execute a quinceanera retreat that's very exciting. So, Blanca, I'm going to go ahead and pitch this over to you. And um, I know you have another guest that you'll be introducing, and the two of you can talk to us about your quinceanera retreat. Awesome. Thank you so much, Don. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, so we um, recently have started our quinceanera retreat, getting ready for our first retreat that's going to be held on February 26th and 27th. So, if there are any 15 year old girls out there who are interested in registering, um, please feel free to email me with with your name or with any questions you might have to my email, which is blancarodriguez at archchicago.org. Um, I would be more than happy to help you with that registration process. Um, as you all might know, a retreat takes a whole group of people, right? It takes a village to make this happen. Sure. And I am very excited today to be able to bring one of my close friends, as well as one of the leaders of our Quinceanera retreat program, to um to this radio show today so her name is adriana and she's here with us today hi adri how are you hi i'm good how are you (laughs) i'm doing well thank you so much for joining in on our radio show we're so happy to have you here thank you i'm glad to be here thank you so much for inviting um so we would like to share a little bit more about our quinceanera retreat um, this is a two-day retreat, right? It's going to be on a Saturday and a Sunday. 
and we're going to be talking about many topics from the feminine genius, the teachings of St. John Paul II on theology of the body, chastity, modesty, mental health, um, as well as learning how to love ourselves right in our bodies um, through theology of the body and also just in the world that we live in. Um, there's a lot of comparison, right, and a lot of pressure to our young girls, and we want to make sure that they know that they are loved, that they are created in the image of God. Um, and this is one of our leaders that is also part of Iscali, which is a young adult um, Latino organization um, that helps in empowering Latino young adults around the Chicagoland area. So Adri, I don't know if you could talk to us a little bit more about, about who you are, about what you're doing, um, and why you chose to be a part of this awesome project. Yeah, of course. So um, I am a full-time student at North Park University. I'm working part-time at an animal hospital. Um, and then, uh, like Banca said, I'm also uh, part of an organization called Scali uh, for young Latino uh, adults. Um, and also, I'm now partnering uh, with Banca to work on this interesting retreat. Um, yeah, I think um, what I'm most excited to share um, with, with the girls that I uh, we will be serving um, is just is more um, that self-love Right? I think that that's something that um, our generations, I think it's something that everybody struggles with, right? It's not always the easiest to kind of uh, talk about ourselves or talk about things that we like about ourselves. Are, and it's just, it's important to, to let these girls know how much they are loved and the value that they hold and how important it is that they love themselves as well. Right. Thank you. Yeah. And I also think another thing that we really are passionate about sharing with these young girls is just, you know, our, this opportunity for us to talk to these young girls as if we were talking to our younger selves, right? And talking to them about things that we wish we would have heard at age 15. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was 15, I used to struggle a lot with anxiety, with depression, with not feeling worthy. And now that I'm 25, you know, 10 years later, I realized how much those things that I worried so much about at the age of 15 didn't really matter right <laughs> but it's hard to understand that and know that when you're not 15 so yeah, we're really excited to be able to provide a, that source of comfort as well for these girls mm -hmm. I think you answered it a little bit uh, but my question is uh, you know I, I, I speak Spanish un poquito un, <laughs> a little bit <laughs> but can you explain what exactly is a quinceañera and and uh, again you well, what inspired you to kind of start this? And you you kind of started explaining that already that uh, you wished you could have heard these talks when you were 15, but what exactly culturally is uh, quinceañera? Yeah, so culturally when um, in our Mexican communities, we what we do is every time a girl turns 15, there is mm. a celebration. We celebrate them, the transition. It's basically a transition of a girl becoming a woman. Ah, um, so when you turn 15, you know, you're more mature. Um, you start to fall in love with guys, right? With boys, actually, um, when you're younger. And it's just this transition of really starting to feel like a woman and really starting to have that responsibilities, right? Like in your household, now you're giving more responsibilities of a woman instead of having your mom or your dad doing everything for you. They kind of send that responsibility to you and allow you to grow as a woman. Um, because in the old times, what used to happen is that at age 15, girls would be getting married at that age. Um, now it's not like that, but it's still a very significant moment of being a transition from becoming a girl to becoming a woman. Um, Adri, I don't know if you want to add on to that answer. Me, yeah, I think that you hit that well. Um, yeah, I think it's like the, I guess the whole point, right? The, the bigger picture of it is, yeah, just going from girl and moving into womanhood. Mm -hmm. More responsibilities, yeah. Well, and it, and it seems to me that from what I understand about it, I mean, I'm certainly not the expert, but um, there's a theological component that often gets missed. Is that right, Blanca? And that's one of the things you were hoping to add into it? Yes. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, in today's society, unfortunately, and we have heard this from many priests as well in our local parishes, there are they are afraid that the main focus that quinceañeras and their families, unfortunately, have during this celebration is just focusing on the party, right? Fo focusing on the party, on the dress, on the dances that you're going to do. And that's all awesome, right? That's all part of the celebration. Mm -hmm. But we're starting to lose the main focus, which is when you go to mass and you celebrate your quinceanera mass and your mom and your dad take you to the altar, 
and they give you to God saying like, yes, I took care of my daughter when she was a baby till now she's a, she's a young lady. <clears throat> so now I give her to you so that you may be the one to guide her. And I think that's the component that it's really missed. Mm -hmm. um, and for these girls, I mean, you'll take them to the mass and yes, they give them their parents just do the tradition of giving them to God. But really, what does that mean? And we want to provide that space where we can show these girls what that means, who they are being given to, which is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And they don't, they're not going to understand the, the beauty of that relationship without knowing who Jesus Christ is. So in this retreat, we really hope to plant that little seed of for them to see these young girls to see how many ways you can have a relationship with Christ, which is why we have eight young Latina women who will be guiding this retreat. And we all have unique and um, unique experiences and relationships with Christ. So being able to offer those examples to the girls as a form to show them that it's not just one way. There's many ways that Christ is in our lives, right? And that he can redeem us and be a guide for us in our lives as young women. Okay. So that's, that, so that sounds great, right? Um, <laughs> I know it often, from the outside in, it looks almost like, like a wedding, right? Um and it's, this is not a sacrament, but it's certainly a very strong tradition. I've seen it happen a lot when I worked in a parish um, that there would be a, a quinceanera um, that was just a huge event. So it's nice that, that we're helping to prepare these girls for this. So, you know, it's, um, it's just about time for us to take a break. So why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we can talk a little more about what the agenda is going to be for the weekend and um, how people can get involved and... Um, and we'll go from there. Okay, so I'll see you guys in a minute. I believe in the sun. I believe in the risen one. I believe I overcome by the power of his blood. Join Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago for an exclusive preview night of the 2022 Chicago Auto Show. It's First Look for Charity on Friday, February 11th at the Cormac Place. By choosing Catholic Charities as your charity beneficiary, you'll have access to our private pre-event reception featuring cocktails, hors d'oeuvres, live entertainment, and our always spectacular raffle. Our special guest and MC will be NBC reporter and anchor Lauren Petty. Plus, you'll be free to sample an array of amazing food and beverages from local businesses throughout the auto show. Your ticket also entitles you to a chance to win one of two brand new vehicles in a drawing on the main floor. This is a black tie only event, so get ready for a spectacular evening, seeing the auto show in glamorous style for a great cause. Proceeds from the Catholic Charities reception benefit our programs and services in Cook and Lake Counties. To purchase tickets, visit catholiccharities.net slash first look. We are at the Most Blessed Trinity Parish Food Pantry in Waukegan. And here we uh, care for people in need. There was definitely an uptick in the needs for services. We doubled our volume after COVID hit. From servicing about 250 families a week to about 500 a week. We supply bread, tortillas, vegetables, milk, cheese, butter, uh, proteins, fish, chicken, eggs. Well, the annual Catholic Appeal has been a tremendous help to us, especially over the past year and a half. Without the annual Catholic appeal, we might have to close our doors. Um, our parish is the largest one in the archdiocese, but it's very poor. We think about food and we think about nourishment, but we also nourish the soul, provide that connection to humanity. The good works here are made possible through the annual Catholic appeal. Make your gift at annualcatholicappeal.com. Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. 
People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. Welcome back to Fully Alive, the radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. Your hosts today, Don Fitzpatrick and Ray Pingoy, and we are joined this morning by Blanca Rodriguez and Adriana Medina, both who are working to put together a quinceanera retreat for 15-year-old girls that's actually going to launch this month. So we're so excited about that. I know that you've been working really hard on this. I think... Um, it's probably been close to a year you've been working on this. Is that true, Blanca? Okay, her her sound's not, yeah. Oh, yeah, here I am. There we go, there we go. Okay, um, <laughs> great. So um, anyway, it's been like a year, right? So. Right, so yes, it has been a year since the idea kind of like started. Um, but it's been, I, I believe, around five months um, or four since I've been meeting with the girls and I was actually able to have them um, become a part of this. And I'm very grateful for that. Mm -hmm. And so, so what are the things you've done in preparation uh, to get ready for this retreat? Yeah, so we've actually been meeting every Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So we meet every Wednesday night at my house, at one of the other leaders' house, sometimes at different parishes. And we just come together. We have a moment of prayer. Of course, we start with prayer, checking in with each other, just because we want to keep our bond um, close and just establish that relationship between ourselves of sisterhood mm -hmm. um, because we also want to reflect what true godly authentic friendships are when we are serving these girls right and allowing them to see and to feel the love we have between each other um, so that's how we start our meetings and then we go forth and talk about each tema which is each um, topic that we will be sharing mm -hmm. um, talking about that we've every Sunday we also meet actually as well um, and we practice our skits our little theatrical <laughs> skits that we will be having, um, dances that we will be having, um, and also practicing singing for adoration. Um, mm -hmm. So that's what Adriana will be talking to us a little bit more about soon. Okay, great. It sounds like um, it's going to be a really fun weekend with dancing and singing and um, and talks and all kinds of things happening. So, so yeah, Adriana, would you like to tell us a little bit about uh, your experiences in the preparation and what you're most looking forward to about this Kensnera retreat? Yeah, yes. So, um, yeah, for our preparation, like Blanca said, we've been meeting um, every week. Um, and I guess to not go in too much depth, but to kind of stay a little bit vague, um, one of the topics that um, that actually Blanca and I will be working together uh, and, and serving at the retreat um, is just going a little bit deeper on uh, mental health, the importance of that. Um, and then, like I mentioned before, right, the self-love, I think that's the part that I'm a little... Um, more excited to share that with the young girls, um, just the importance of that um, self-love. And um, we're going to also be hitting topics on uh, depression, right, anxiety. Um, there'll be testimonies given. Uh, so we've been uh, kind of working on getting those prepared. Um, and then, yes, adoration. So um, we will be having moments during the retreat where we will have time uh, and, and we will um, so actually my sister and I are going to be leading that one a little bit more. So um, she and I sing. So, you know, just for us, right, um, singing is also a form of prayer. Of and so we're really going to be practicing that a lot uh, at this retreat and just um, having moments of, right, just the silence, being able to listen to what God is trying to tell us 
Um, and then moments where we can also praise, right? Put in our prayers, whether it be singing or um, the rosary, anything like that. Sure, sure. Adriana, I, I have a quick question uh, regarding your experience with uh, quinceañera. Did did it, did your faith play into that already when you when you had your quinceañera, or was that like a slow journey for you? Um, talk a little bit about that. Like, what was your experience in your quinceañera, and how you wish you had something like this that you're also offering to these fifteen-year-old uh, girls? Yeah, so I think, um, so mine was definitely a little bit more of a slower journey. Um, obviously, I think that was a, probably around the time that I started to focus a little bit more on my faith. Um, oh, so that was the like, start oh, of it. Okay. Yes, yeah, the start. Um, so actually, I had trans, so I was at a Catholic school first, and that's where I got like, you know, uh, my first communion, a reconciliation, those sacraments done, but I actually transferred out into a public school, so I never got to stay and um, do my confirmation. Mm -hmm. So one of the requirements actually before I could do or have the quinceanera um, was that I needed to be confirmed mm -hmm. first. And so um, I think that definitely was like the push to like the initiation of like, me focusing a bit more on my faith and like Blanca said, you know, not just the party. Um, but yeah, so, you know, and that just kind of is why I was so excited when Blanca told me, oh, you know, I have this idea because um, I know that for me, had I had being confirmed first not been a requirement for the quinceanera, I definitely do think that I might be in maybe a little bit of a different place with my faith right now, maybe not as like yeah. where I'm at now. Um, so yeah, just the importance that like, you know, getting this out there to these girls now um, is just in, in helping them to see like um, the theological side, right, of quinceaneras and um, just kind of planting that seed now and in, in, if it has isn't already planted there yet. Beautiful. Yeah. Great. Thank so, you. Actually, I hope that did. <laughs> no, that perfect. sounds great. So, and it sounds like I know that um, right now you have two parishes you're working with, right, Blanca, on this, but everyone's welcome. So what are those parishes? And I know you've had some some spiritual guidance from the, the priests there as well. Yeah, so right now we're working closely with Mother of the Americas, which is formerly known as Our Lady of Tepeyac. Um, we're working closely with Father Bobby from St. Leonard and um, Father Tom from Mother of the Americas. And actually, Father Charlie, who is also a priest of St. Leonard, will be helping us at the retreat. He will be coming to talk to us about the importance and the beauty of the Holy Mass. Um, and he will also be providing Mass for us. So I can kind of walk through really quickly um, through our agenda and just so that you can know what kind of topics we will be hitting um, and talking about. And just in case anybody's interested in registering your daughters or nieces or anybody who might be interested in coming, everybody is welcomed. Um, but this, the retreat will be in bilingual. So you'd probably have a better experience if you're able to understand both English and Spanish. Um, but we will start talking about the theology of the body, as well as introducing Jesus to the girls. And each one of these topics will be having an activity where we will provide them a moment of reflection, of inner reflection, and also becoming, hopefully, just planting that seed and helping them become curious about wanting to start a relationship with God. Um, we will also be talking about the seven deadly sins. We will end with adoration with, uh, with Adri and her sister, kind of leading that worship and prayer. Um, the next day, it's on a Sunday, the girls will come back. We'll be talking about chastity, um, modesty, and just having like, for example, for modesty, we're going to have a little fashion show where we're going to show the girls how you can still dress and be in with the times, but also being able to reflect what you want, for example, boys to see, right? Like making sure that we're dressing in a way where guys are focusing on our face and just people in general focusing on our face instead of our body so that they can really get to know us as a person and just you know, not feel like we're always just being observed with what our body looks like or what we look like from the outside or for who we truly are and who has God made us to be. Um, like Adri said, we will also be talking about mental health, body image, and also about the 10 toxic guys to avoid, which is actually this book. Um, it's called How to Find Your Soulmate Without Losing Your Soul. Um, and there are 10 different guys that we should try to avoid. Um, so we've actually gotten 10 volunteers, so 10 young men that will be helping us in providing a skit for each of these. Great. Yes. They'll be providing a skit for each of topics. <laughs> and right. it's just pretending. Yeah. Of course, so, of course. Help us. We're like, you guys are not actually toxic, but we need you to pretend there like you, you are just for, for girls to understand. 
Um, so this is going to be great because they're going to be helping us with the skit. A lot of the people that are going to be helping us are actually couples. So that's that's great as well. Um, and then at the end of each skit, we ask the young men to come up and talk to the girls as if they were their older brothers um, and describe what they were doing in the skit, right? And telling them that this is what really happens. And I think that this is a great opportunity for them to hear it from a male perspective being spoken to them. Mm -hmm. um, instead of just hearing us the whole time, it'll just kind of be something fresh for them to hear what guys actually out there do, you know, and how to how to find ways to to avoid that. And that there are guys, good Catholic men out there who are who are willing and able to wait for them. Sure, sure. Uh, so that and that's just so important for women to know that they are worth it, and how how important it is to recognize that um, you know you de you didn't, you deserve to be treated. That's right. Absolutely, as the beautiful woman that you are. Um, and you shouldn't accept anything less. So I, I think it's really important for a, a young girl or anybody to understand that, that, um, you know, God, God uh, created us with innate dignity and nobody should, you know, take that away or try to take that dignity away from us. So that's, that's such an important point. Um, and I know as, as we've talked to, we have a group of priests that we meet with monthly and they are so excited that this is coming um, and their hope is that we can make this um, something regular that happens that, you know, everyone in the archdiocese uh, can attend. And some pastors have already said that they want to require it as a yeah. part of the Kensanera process. So um, so our hope and our, our dream for this is this is going to go so well and be so well received that um, we can train other teams to put this on around the archdiocese and they can happen regularly so that um, people can be fully prepared for their Kensanera. That's, um, you know, we're, we're, we're really excited about this, Blanca and Adriana, and we thank you so much for putting it together. Um, and I think, and I'm looking forward to, to the feedback and what, you know, what people come away with. Um, just super exciting. It's, um, and I, like I said, I know the priests are excited about it too. So I hope, uh, can you tell everybody before we break, yes, yeah. um, how can they sign up for this? Where can they find more information? Yes, yeah, so if you follow us on Facebook, the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity, we have our flyer there attached with the registration link. Um, or you can also email me um, at Blanca Rodriguez, so that's B-L-A-N-C-A-R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z at archchicago.org. Um, or feel free to go into the Archdiocesan website, and you can also find the flyer there as well as the registration link. Registration is still open. It'll be on February 26th and 27th. So please go ahead and register as soon as possible just so that we can get a head count for, for meals and also for the gifts that we will be providing um, for the young girls. Okay. And so the website she's referring to is respectlifechicago.org. You can certainly go go there and to Chastity Education and you'll see our events and what, what's coming up. So very exciting. All right. Well, thank you ladies so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. This has been a nice conversation. And I hope that we've intrigued some people to want to attend or to learn more about it. So as we said, respectlifechicago.org, or you can email Blanca Rodriguez at archchicago.org for more information. All right. Well, thank you all so much. We are going to go to our second break. And when we come back, we'll be talking to one of our office interns and getting to know her a little bit. So uh, see you in a minute. I believe in the sun. I believe in the risen one. I believe I overcome by the power of his blood. Amen. covered in sin and shame 
Join Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago for an exclusive preview night of the 2022 Chicago Auto Show. It's First Look for Charity on Friday, February 11th at the Cormac Place. By choosing Catholic Charities as your charity beneficiary, you'll have access to our private pre-event reception featuring cocktails, hors d'oeuvres, live entertainment, and our always spectacular raffle. Our special guest and MC will be NBC reporter and anchor Lauren Petty. Plus, you'll be free to sample an array of amazing food and beverages from local businesses throughout the auto show. Your ticket also entitles you to a chance to win one of two brand new vehicles in a drawing on the main floor. This is a black tie only event, so get ready for a spectacular evening, seeing the auto show in glamorous style for a great cause. Proceeds from the Catholic Charities reception benefit our programs and services in Cook and Lake Counties. To purchase tickets, visit catholiccharities.net slash firstlook. ...each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continuing to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarian fund or call 312-534-7959. At Catholic Charities, we fight hunger in Chicago throughout the year. Our six regional offices in Cook and Lake Counties work together to offer sit-down and to-go meals to anyone in need. We deliver meals to those who are homebound, and our eight food pantries offer three to four days of food supplies based on household size. Participants in these programs have the opportunity to learn about other Catholic charity services that strengthen individuals, families, and their communities. The challenges for those dealing with food insecurity are especially great during the winter months. To learn how you can help those who are hungry in your neighborhood, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7525. That's 312-655-7525. Thank you for your generosity. Welcome back to Fully Alive. You are listening to Dawn and Ray from the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. And we just had a very nice discussion with Blanca Rodriguez and and her friend Adriana, who will both be leading a quinceanera retreat this month. So that was exciting. Um, We're super excited to have that coming up. And now we would like to introduce, as we said, we're going to start a new segment for a few months, and we're calling this uh, Get to Know Our Interns. So this morning, we have an intern joining us from our office, and her name is Elisa Nguyen. Are you there, Elisa? Hi, Dawn. Hello, how are you? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello from the Fire Center. Thank you both so much for inviting me. It's so nice to have you on. Now, Elisa is a fellow at our uh, our resident mission house, which is called a Mate House. And uh, so she actually went through the process of um, becoming a, an Amate fellow before she came to us. So, um, and then she chose our internship as a part of, as, as her mission work for the year. So Elisa, Elisa, why don't you tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you came to Chicago? 
Yes, of course. So again, my name is Aliza. Uh, I am from Southern California, and I recently graduated from Cornell University. Um, but yeah, how I found the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. Well, a lot of discernments going on in my last year uh, in undergraduate. Um, but how I came to find uh, OHDS is through Amate House, which is the Young Adult Service and Leadership Development Program uh, under our office. And it's a really cool discernment story that happened uh, before I found OHDS. Um, basically, I went to church one day. Um, there's a beautiful chapel on campus called Sage Chapel. And I found this medallion of Jesus with the inscription of Luke 4.18. Um, it was so beautiful and I just, I was so touched by its words. Um, it said to bring glad tidings to the poor, liberty to captives, sight to the blind, and to let the oppressed go free. Um, so I kind of made Luke 418 my mantra as I was applying for jobs. Uh, and eventually I found a Monte house and decided to connect with CCHD. Um, it was super interesting because during my first uh, week of working in this ministry, I found out that the mantra for CCHD is Luke 418. So everything kind of like came full circle. Um, but that's how I came to find this office. And I love working here. Okay, so you're talking about the, the mantra for CCHD, but you're, we're working in the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity, just so people don't get confused. Um, but why don't you tell us a little bit about what ministries you're serving? Because CCHD is one of them, but there's others, right? Oh, yes, there's so many. Yeah, so as a program assistant uh, under the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity, I work specifically with the Catholic Campaign for Human Development, or CCHD, and also Catholic Relief Services, which is CRS. Mm -hmm. um, but my focus right now is mainly in CCHD, which I can tell you all about in a couple minutes. Yep. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Let's talk about you first, though. Yeah, yeah. before that, though, this is so awesome because... We were finally getting to know our, our interns and sunny California now in cold winter Chicago. <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta ask you this question. I mean, of course, as you mentioned, there's a lot of things that's that uh, you've gone through already. You, when did you start? I mean, it was during the summer. You were like, yeah, this is nice and warm here, right? And then next thing you know, yeah. it's cold. What what are maybe maybe name like one favorite memory already? I mean, I'm sure there's so many more, right? Because you're you're gonna be with us until until the the summer. But maybe maybe name like one favorite memory that you have so far. As oh an man, I have so <laughs> many to choose from. I think I'm going to have to highlight March for Life first. Yeah. We like um, that. We think that's a good one. Yeah. You were with us. It's so no, it's it was such a good memory because when I first entered this ministry, I thought that the focus of my work would be like anti-poverty through CCHD. Um, but then I came here and then I somehow ended up getting involved with other ministries too, not just Respect Life. So, you know, I, I helped lead a rosary prayer for the Posada, which is immigration ministry. Yes. And then most recently, March for Life, like being able to join you all for this beautiful pilgrimage and to be in prayer with so many people um it's just it was so beautiful uh it was it was very warm and and cozy i'd have to say like during the bus ride but i think that had to be my favorite memory so awesome. far and like all our karaoke sessions in the bus and <laughs> that then we did, yes. you know <laughs> like mo one moment we were in like contemplative prayer um praying like litany to saint joseph praying a rosary and then the next moment we're just like singing like bohemian <laughs> rhapsody <laughs> the duality is is so funny <laughs> that's great and then of course we marched for life right which which we're hoping this was the last one right. that we'll have to have in january that's uh, that's our prayer so mm -hmm. that was cool. Mm -hmm. And and just so everyone knows, it was not warm in Washington, D.C. <laughs> it just felt warm with all the people there. So we kept each other warm, but it was not warm there. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, that's great. I'm glad that's one of your favorite memories. We certainly liked the, that those trips as well. Um, although we, we, we are inspired by the thought that 
maybe we won't have to make it as you know in the future in the same way at least things could change that's that's kind of our our job with the march for life is to um put that trip out of business right ray that's right so, to end it this yeah we pray. so yeah. we hope so so what um mm-hmm. what exactly have you learned so far or what are some of the things you've learned while being in our office yeah Oh man, I I feel like I've experienced like a personal transformation. Uh, Yeah, I know this is work, but a lot of like conversion has been happening within me. Um, For example, like on my first day of work, I had a conversation with Ray and Blanca. And because of our conversation, like I decided to consecrate myself to St. Joseph. Um, So I think a lot of the takeaways from working at the Office of Human Dignity has been like very spiritual. Um, aside from learning more about the work of CCHD and how they work to break the cycle of poverty um, within like the local areas. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of internal movements, I'd have to say. But I think in general, um, a lot of my experience here has been uh, rooted in Christ's invitation to say yes to the things that make me afraid. Mm. Um and so I think, you know, when I leave my service year this year, uh, I have full confidence that I can say a, yes to a lot of things. Um, and one of them being uh, the call to pastoral care and, and ministry work after after my service is over, mm. um, wherever that may be. Mm-hmm. But yes, I think I've, I've definitely grown a lot more courageous since coming here. That's great. So, so you feel like you'll go on to some kind of pastoral ministry then once you leave here? Yeah. Yes, for sure. For okay. sure. Okay. Well, that's great. Um, so, so what are some things you think you'll take away with you when you go? Mm. Some of the things you've learned that you might just take with you to the next place. Hmm. I think right now with the pandemic, we just we're also disconnected from each other. Um, and I think in terms of community and being engaged with one another, I think after I finish my service here, I'm going to be more intentional about how I reach out to the communities I'm working with, um, especially with CCHD. A lot of our work is involved with uh, communities on the margins um, and local community partners that assist in their uh, development, um, but everything is virtual. So it's kind of, there is that disconnect. So hopefully um, by the end of next year, uh, when things get better, I definitely want to be more in touch with um, communities like face-to-face or at least through service um, in person. Okay, well, that sounds that sounds pretty interesting. I'm glad to hear that, that you've grown so much working with us and can see different the the ways that the, our ministries flow together. I think a lot of people don't understand how we can have so many ministries in one office and but they all really do flow kind of in and out of each other. You know, we all uh, just things that we all do that help the other mm-hmm. ministries and we we see needs in one ministry that another ministry can help to answer and things like that. And I, so. I think that speaks on what you mentioned Aliza mm-hmm. about community, like the importance of that yeah, unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, our world has changed with with this pandemic. But at the same time, we need not remain in that. And we, as a, as a people of God, are called to be one with one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're called to be in community with one another. So I, I, I love that. I love your answer to that because that's very important in mm-hmm. ministry work. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, we're we're coming up on our final break. Now, when we come back, let's let's delve into that CCHD a little bit and talk some more about what you're doing there and where people can get involved, um, and so and that important art contest that's yes. uh, that's impending. Yeah. <laughs> All right, talk to you again in a minute. All right. Join Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago for an exclusive preview night of the 2022 Chicago Auto Show. It's First Look for Charity on Friday, February 11th at the Cormac Place. 
By choosing Catholic Charities as your charity beneficiary, you'll have access to our private pre-event reception featuring cocktails, hors d'oeuvres, live entertainment, and our always spectacular raffle. Our special guest and MC will be NBC reporter and anchor Lauren Petty. Plus, you'll be free to sample an array of amazing food and beverages from local businesses throughout the auto show. Your ticket also entitles you to a chance to win one of two brand new vehicles in a drawing on the main floor. This is a black tie only event, so get ready for a spectacular evening, seeing the auto show in glamorous style for a great cause. Proceeds from the Catholic Charities Reception benefit our programs and services in Cook and Lake Counties. To purchase tickets, visit catholiccharities.net slash first look. I feel special. <laughs> I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. At Catholic Charities, we fight hunger in Chicago throughout the year. Our six regional offices in Cook and Lake Counties work together to offer sit-down and to-go meals to anyone in need. We deliver meals to those who are homebound, and our eight food pantries offer three to four days of food supplies based on household size. Participants in these programs have the opportunity to learn about other Catholic charity services that strengthen individuals, families, and their communities. The challenges for those dealing with food insecurity are especially great during the winter months. To learn how you can help those who are hungry in your neighborhood, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7525. That's 312-655-7525. Thank you for your generosity. Thanks for hanging with us through our third break here on Fully Alive. And Dawn and Ray are in the middle of talking to Elisa Nguyen, who is an intern in our office, in the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. So we just got to know her a little bit. And now we're going to talk a little bit about CCHD and her role uh, working with that, um, as well as the CCHD art contest that's coming up. So I know that you mentioned the we call it CCHD. You mentioned what it stands for, but why don't you remind everybody, Eliza? Yeah, uh, gladly. Yes, so CCHD stands for the Catholic Campaign for Human Development. Mm -hmm. It is the national anti-poverty program of USCCB. And what I love so much about the CCHD ministry is that it combines both justice and charity. So in terms of justice. Um, how we seek out justice in our community is by empowering those experiencing poverty and low-income individuals to participate in decisions that not only affect their own lives, but also their families and their communities. Um, in terms of charity, uh, we select and fund organizations that create resilient communities and strong schools, um, build just and empowering economies through new businesses, jobs, and financial opportunities, uh, protect workers' rights. Uh, we also empower seniors and persons with disabilities, um, promote public safety and reform in the criminal justice system, and also expand access to healthcare as well as dignified and affordable housing. So a lot of things that we do, awesome. <laughs> but again, just I love it so much uh, how we use both justice and charity in our works. Mm -hmm. Well, and probably most people listening or watching this program are familiar with, there's a collection in the fall that we do for CCHD. Um, so how does that collection work with what you're doing? 
Yes. So how the collection works with what I'm doing is we collect funds from different parishes. Uh, and once the collection is over, we pull in all of our money and we host allocations committee meetings where we review all these different organizations who are applying for RCCHD grants. Um, and then after that, we allocate uh, the funds that we've received um, based on the themes I've just mentioned mm -hmm. and their involvement with their community and how they tap into the subsidiarity um, component of Catholic social teaching, which again is uh, empowering those at the margins to be uh, agents of their own development. Okay. I've, I've been hearing a lot about this whole art contest. This sounds really fun. So I want to ask you uh, that question of, okay, so why an art contest? And who is this for? Like who, who can submit mm -hmm. an artwork here for this contest? Yeah, so the art contest that we've been talking about is uh, held nationally. Um, it's called Creating Arts on the, or Creating on the Margins, excuse me. Uh, and it's a tool to engage young people, ah, specifically grades seven, grade seven through 12, in learning about poverty in the United States, um, the root causes of poverty, and faith-inspired efforts to address poverty, especially through CCHD. Um, and I really love the idea of using art to understand poverty because sometimes just thinking about our social issues can be very overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and I think using art as a creative medium can help students really understand um, and reflect on um, the poverty that our country is experiencing right now. Mm -hmm. um, so some of the kinds of creative works that students can submit include you know, paintings, videos, photos, PowerPoint presentations, um, poems, stories, and even songs. So, wow! I love that students. Yeah, it's it's so it's so diverse uh, in what students can do. But I just love it so much. Um, each year, students are prompted to submit these creative works um, and to reflect on the year's theme. Uh, specifically, this year's theme is builders of peace in our communities. So a lot of the reflections are grounded in questions concerning, you know, who can be a builder of peace? Um, how is peace able to grow from seeds of injustice? Um, we also ask students to reflect on the injustices that they see within their, their own communities mm -hmm. and how these challenges uh, affect the goal of peace. Um, we also prompt them to see how they can live holy lives amidst today's challenges and to finally you know, address these issues using Catholic social teaching. So a lot of these different like reflection pieces are expressed through the artwork they submit to us. So I think it's a, a really beautiful thing that they can encounter Christ and their brothers and sisters through um, art. And I think it's just a great tool to not only like engage in prayerful contemplation, but to just share their findings with families and friends. Cool. So if if you um, are listening and either you're a 7th or 12th grader or you're a, a parent of a 7th or 12th grader or you know a 7th or 12th grader, how can they um, find out more about this and how can they submit something? Yes, yes. So please participate in creating on the uh, margins art contest by visiting cchdchicago.org. Uh, you can find more details on the art contest there. You can also visit uh, the USCCB website uh, for more details such as student packets, um, inspiration from last year's uh, art submissions. Um, but the deadlines that students should lean into is March 1st, 2022. Uh, that's when we ask all students to submit their artwork to our office for viewing. So when it gets to our office, um, what happens then? Because it sounds like it goes on to another level. It's a Is national, that right? Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a national contest. Yeah, so after we uh, critique and evaluate the submissions, uh, we pick our top art submission. Uh, and then we have that sent to the national USCCB uh, CCHD office, uh, and they do their own evaluation too. So it's like a a level, a, a level you have to go up 
in sure. order to win like a grand prize. That's exciting. Um, yeah. Are there different categories? Cause you said they could do like songs and poems and art, you know, paintings. So are there different criteria for, or, or is the, are we just going to have one go to the national level? I think we're just going to have one go to the, the, the national level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not entirely sure if uh, it's, critique based on like the different kinds of art you submit so like is a song going to be evaluated differently from a painting right. uh i think that's up to the evaluators um but yeah this year our cchd or cchd intern emily king she's managing the art contest so Great. when she guest stars on our podcast yes. uh, she can tell you a bit more about uh the evaluations and okay and how we yeah how we view the art submissions all right. Well, great. So, um, so in just talking about CCHD, I know that there, you know, it, it really can be a full time job for somebody to manage the process between the collection and we and we usually evaluate speakers who can speak at the parishes about CCHD. We have a, a grant um, opportunity where we actually have a community of people who evaluate uh, people applying or different um, nonprofits applying for grants to help uh, in the in different community needs in different ways. And then of course there's there's so there's a whole selection process and a granting process and then a reviewing process and visiting the different places. So yeah. it's so it's a very involved um, involved thing with CCHD that we have in our office. Um, and it is like you said that USCCB has has a national office also. So right. so there's grants that come from our local um, donations and then there's grants that come from the national office too depending on what people apply for so okay so it's it's really it's it's interesting because it really it's kind of like we, we talk about giving people um a hand up out of poverty instead of a handout right because it's something that they can do for a lifetime and it really helps them to break the cycle and um and to 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 build a stronger community in the process so it's really a beautiful thing it really is and how how appropriate as well? Where the theme for, is it just for the art contest or for the year, uh, Eliza? Build builders of peace. We need more of that, mm-hmm. and and we we need to also pray that we are called to be those builders as well of peace. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Every year the theme changes. So this year, um, how, how relevant? Yes. Uh, we're being prompted to be builders of peace. Like there are so many ways uh, to become a builder of peace. Um, I think it starts with learning more about CCHD. Uh, we do so much. Um, sure. But also like learning about social issues, uh, how they affect us uh, on a local level. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, um, we have gotten to that bewitching hour. Ray, time flies when we're having fun. (laughs) But this has been a a great discussion. We've had so much fun having you on with us, Aliza. Thank you so much. And real quickly, give us that address to to have a submission and find out more information on the art contest, the the web address. Yeah. Yeah. So to find out more about the Creating on the Margins art contest, uh, please visit cchdchicago.org. Um, and if you are looking to submit your beautiful artwork or creative work in general, uh, please have all your submissions uh, sent to our Meyer office um, by March 1st, 2022. So that's a month from now. Okay. So, so thank you so much for coming on and letting us get to know you a little better and letting our audience get to know you a little better. I'd also like to thank um, Blanca Rodriguez and uh, Adriana Medina for talking with us about the new Quinceañera retreat that's coming up. And for those of you that want more information about that Quinceañera retreat, you can go to respectlifechicago.org. Thank you all for joining us. God bless you. And we will see you in March. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago 
on social media. Hero, the sun.